Welcome to Money MD, where the money doctors are in the house. We're giving out prescriptions for better financial health and making smart decisions with your money. We give common sense solutions to your complex problems. And now, here are the doctors. Well, John, summer has cooled off just a touch here this week. Cold front in July. Those are two things you don't hear too often. It's actually hit high 80s this week, you know, a little bit. That's That's a nice nice change. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hopefully that's here to stay, but I doubt it. Yeah, yeah, it's not going to stay. I don't think old man summer is going to give it up yet. Yeah, we got another uh, month and a half of it, but, uh, you know. Enjoy it while we have it. We do. We do. But meanwhile, though, we have a great show again. You know, we're going to talk about early retirement. Um, A lot of people, you know, it's always been the dream, right, for everybody to retire early, you know, hit your golden years while you're in your early 50s or maybe even your 40s and, you know, just start doing the the travel around the U.S., hit all your vacation spots and your bucket list. Um, But, you know, that's a a tricky thing. It's kind of like landing... The space shuttle and aircraft carrier in hmm. some cases, you know, I mean, it's a it's a small runway. Yeah, you don't have much room for error. You don't have much room for error. So we got seven steps to early retirement, and these really apply to any kind of retirement situation, but they're more important for early retirement. There's some tricks there, so you want to stay tuned for this. And then we're going to talk about uh, Social Security. Um, Steve, you know, there's a lot of discussion. We get a lot of questions on when should you take Social Security, and there's not a, an exact right answer for every person. The circumstances are always different. And so we're going to talk about three reasons why it is smart to take Social Security benefits at 62. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, proponents out there of delaying it as long as possible. And in some cases, that certainly makes sense. But, you know, there's some cases that it makes sense taking it earlier as well. So we'll kind of dive into that as we uh, go through the show. Yeah, that's a really important topic. And uh, by the way, I'm Steve Marbert. I'm a certified financial planner and a Dave Ramsey Smart Vester Pro with over 24 years experience providing financial planning and investment advice. And I'm John Travis, also a Dave Ramsey Smart Vester Pro. I have an MBA in finance and have been helping corporations and individuals with planning for over 27 years. We're excited to have you listen to us today on our weekly show. Our podcasts are up every Friday afternoon. Yeah, check out our website, moneymd.net. We have a link to the podcast, uh, all the historical ones. We've got hundreds out there now. A lot of different topics. Website, moneymd.net. Have uh, retirement calculators. Have people out there kind of messing around with that and sending us notes and so forth. And some information on college and a lot of tools and resources out there. Facebook page, which is MoneyMD. We post something on a weekly basis and uh, also a uh, Twitter handle. Absolutely. Yep. And sign up for our email blast and mm-hmm. our, you know, check us out on Facebook. Email us too. Um, you can email us directly at info at moneymd.net. We'd love to hear your questions. All right. We're going to start off here with the financial fact of the week. Yeah, this comes from the International Energy Agency. And Steve, I remember, um, you know, I, I started here with Richard Young Associates back in 2007. And I, I just remember all the, the yep. consternations for many, many years about oil and, you know, if, if, if how do we how do we change energy production to wind and solar and so forth? Because yeah, peak oil, too. They were all talking about peak oil. You that's know, right. I remember reading a book, one of my clients, you know, kind of... Uh, uh, asked me to read about how we were running out of energy and it was going to be a crisis. Yeah, and you know you have other countries which control the supply and they kind of control your, you know, economy and so forth. Well, here's a financial fact. Here's why you can't make, um, you know, you you can't listen to these predictions because people don't know. But this is hindsight's twenty twenty, and U.S. oil production for all of twenty nineteen is projected to be over twelve million barrels a day. Uh, rising to about 13 million barrels a day in 2020. 
actual oil production in the U.S. in 2009 was a little bit over 5 million barrels a day. So it's more than doubled, almost tripled. No one predicted that. Nobody predicted. It was it was technology. It was uh, it was fracking. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was horizontal drilling. Some of the technology that came into play, and all of a sudden we were awash in oil here in the U.S. and we're the we're the biggest energy exporter yeah. around the world now. So it all changed just like that. And, and you don't so, hear about you don't hear anything about that. There was an oil crisis, and uh, it's just interesting how technology changes industries, and you can't bank on one thing. Because it's just not going to last. I mean, the chances of everyone thought oil will never change, right? Well, it has significantly. And gas prices are actually lower than they were in 2007, I heard the other day. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's a great fact of the week and just goes to show you can't really predict the future. You have to just plan long term and be diversified. Be diversified. Exactly. Great fact of the week. All right. And that leads up to our first topic here. And that is the seven steps to early retirement. And this is based on an article out of the street.com, a very recent article here. Um, but, John, you know, early retirement is kind of everybody's dream when they're young, mm-hmm. right? I mean, particularly when you're young, you know, you think, oh, my goodness, I don't want to wait till I'm 65 to retire. That's an eternity. I want to I want to retire early in my 40s mm-hmm. or maybe 50, you know, and uh, that was that was always my dream, kind of retire at 50, mm-hmm. you know. Of course, now that I'm here, I I want to keep working. Yeah, you enjoy it, right? <laughs> That's right. But, but you know, it's a great, great vision. And then, you know, everybody wants to kind of think about their, um, you know, while they still have brown hair, <laughs> you know, spend their days relaxing at their various vacation spots across the globe, maybe, you know, pursuing their fun hobbies in their golden years. Um, you know, if, if this is a vision of retirement, um, or you at least are thinking about retiring early, it's important to understand what that really means to you and to have a plan to make it happen if it's a serious goal. You know, this could mean creating an aggressive savings plan or having a plan to eliminate all debt by age 50. Um, regardless of what retirement means to you, though, you'll need to correlate to, to come up with a concrete formula, have it in place to put some legs on your dream and give it a reasonable chance of becoming a reality. So here are some steps, seven steps, in fact, that you need to consider on your journey to turn that dream into a plan. The first one is to define retirement. You know, I mean, prior generations, it was pretty simple um, back then. You know, you worked till age 65, you collected Social Security, you joined Medicare, you kicked back, you enjoyed life. You know, but life was a little shorter back then. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you traveled, you, you did your camping, your golfing across the lower 48. You know, that was the, the plan back then for a lot of people. Um, but for those contemplating early retirement nowadays, this may mean, you know, something a little bit different. You know, it may mean retirement from a nine to five corporate world sitting in a cubicle in favor of earning money from hobby or maybe some kind of Internet gig or you know, rental properties or something. I mean, often, you know, this sort of, of self-employment <clears throat> um, is kind of what people define as retirement, as early retirement, you know, such as consulting or starting an online business. 
So defining what retirement means to you is kind of a critical step to figuring out how much you're going to need and what the next steps are going to be to reach your retirement destination. Yeah, that's a great one. And the uh, second step here, Steve, is, uh, you know, what are you going to do? I actually had a meeting with a, a gentleman last night, done very, very well, uh, uh, 49 years old, and um, is, is trying to figure out what his next step is. And I'm, I ask him, I'm like, so if you do retire, what are you going to do? And he's like, well, I don't know. I'm like, well, you're not ready to retire yet. He can financially. It's done very, very well. Right. But, you know, another part of defining what early retirement means is you've got to give a lot of thought to what are you going to do once you pull the trigger? Um, you've no doubt read stories of people who retire early. They travel the world, and some of these people, you know, run online businesses while they travel, which is great. Um, while this may look like an easy and carefree lifestyle, those who are successful at it, they've done some planning. And, they've you know, it's a long runway to try to figure that out. But, you know, beyond the initial euphoria of early retirement – and whatever else you might do initially, you know, that's a long-term proposition. And, you know, those who retire at a traditional age in their 60s can reasonably expect to live 20 or 30 years longer in retirement. But if you're retiring in your 40s or 50s, I mean, you're talking about a lot of decades. And so you've really got to plan wisely, not only financially, but also what are you going to do to, you know, during your free time? Because we're not made just to sit. Right, exactly. It's a long time. So you want to plan for that. You know, what what is retirement really going to mean to you? And then, you know, next here is your the step is you're going to have to save, save and save. I mean, you know, unfortunately, um, you know, it takes more money to retire early. I mean, let's face it, you know, because retiring early means that you are going to have 30 or 40 years or maybe 50 years in retirement if you retired super early, if you live long. Um, so regardless of how you define retirement, it's important to save while you're working. And this means a combination of different types of retirement accounts like 401k accounts plus, you know, taxable accounts that you can draw before your age 59 and a half. Um, so, you know, while you're going to want to establish a savings goal, more is always going to be better. I've never heard anybody retire and say, oh, my goodness, I've saved too much for retirement. <laughs> you know, no, <laughs> no I mean, the you, you can't overshoot this. And, and, you know, the earlier you're trying to retire, the more important it is to have some contingency plans because you are trying to land on a very small runway. And so some things can go wrong. You know, inflation, you got yet you 40 years for things to go wrong rather than maybe 25 years. So you really do have to have some contingencies. You have to save extra. So even if you have some sort of part-time job or income in retirement, you're going to need to have substantial savings to fall back on once you reach the age where you can't work or medical expenses kick in. So regardless of what th- what you, whether you think you're going to have enough to live off of during the initial years of retirement, there's inflation, there's other factors that are difficult pr- to predict over the next 40 years. You're going to want to have substantial extra savings as insurance against these uncertainties. So you're going to want to save more than you really think you're going to need for early retirement. Yeah, save, save, save. That's a good one. Another one here is uh, budget. You know, you, if you've been listening to us for a while, you probably would have ex- expected that. You've got to do a budget. You've got to understand what level of monthly cash flow it's going to take um, to support your lifestyle, your envision, and whether you intend to live in your current home or uh, you know, move or uh, you know, travel around the world. This it all costs money, so it's critical to understand how much money you're going to need um, in your lifestyle um, after retiring. So, come up with that plan. You also have to um, factor in inflation, two and a half to maybe three percent 
And, uh, you know, inflation makes a big deal over time from year to year, not necessarily. But when you look out 10 and 20 years, um, you know, it can easily double the amount of income that you're taking from your portfolio. So you got to make sure that your resources that you just mentioned match up with a budget. Absolutely. That's right. And the next step here is you're going to need to have a withdrawal plan. Um, You know, it's easy if you're retiring age 65, you know, you can take money out of your IRA. You can take money anywhere, and and it's not really complicated. It's just a tax issue of where you take it. However, if you're retiring early, um, you know, the rules for retirement plans like 401ks, IRAs, and others tend to favor those who retire at a traditional age. Money that's held in IRAs, they're they're subject to a 10% penalty if you take it out um, under most conditions before age 59 and a half. However, you know, money that's saved in taxable accounts, while they may be subject to income tax, long-term capital gains, um, or short-term gains and dividends, uh, they're not going to be subject to early withdrawal penalties, as will be the case with IRAs or retirement plans. So you need to have a plan for kind of how to dovetail those two together. And that's why you're going to need to save some substantial after-tax money if you're going to retire early. And yes, you know, one alternative is to take substantial equal withdrawals under the 72T rules Mm -hmm. um, for retirement plans. That exception will eliminate the 10% penalty, but you're still going to need to pay the taxes on the withdrawals and the amount uh, of your penalty-free withdrawals will likely, you know, be in the 3 to 4%, you know, range of your balance. So it's not going to be a huge amount. So you may have to make up the difference with after-tax money or some other source of income, you know, and these withdrawals, they're going to need to be, you know, made for at least five years or until age 59 and a half, whichever is longer. So if you begin those those substantial equal distributions, those 72T distributions, say age 33 or age 37, you know, you'd need to continue them for 22 and a half years. Um, so the rules are complicated. It's easy to, um, to think that you're going to, you're going to do that and make a mistake that could cost you you know, a lot of tax consequences. If you change your withdrawal, you know, 10 years into it, or you need an extra money and all you have is an IRA. So it's really important to uh, make sure you understand those rules and they have a substantial after-tax uh, bucket of money that you can draw from in retirement so you don't get trapped into some kind of tax penalty. So you got to have a withdrawal strategy. That's really the point here. you got to know where your money's going to come from for all those years in retirement. Yeah, and another key factor, Steve, is health insurance. I mean, that's one of the discussions when people are retiring, you know, before 65 for that matter, is figuring out what that looks like. Now, when you hit 65, you have Medicare coverage. But if you're retiring in your 40s or 50s, um, you've got to figure out where that insurance is going to come from. Um, and in the case of a married couple, if one spouse is retiring early and the other one continues to work on the job, you know, the working spouse can then add the, you know, the other spouse to the policy. That's an easy answer. But if this is not the case, then it's imperative you, you figure that out. You've got to understand where your health insurance is going to come from. Even for those who are young and healthy, health issues do arise. And so the cost of one major health event, if you're uninsured, can can ruin you. I mean, it can, it can bankrupt you. It doesn't yep. matter how much you've saved. I mean, some of these events are very, very expensive. Yeah. And so, you know, I don't know of any employer that's going to give you health insurance, you know, if you're retired age 50 yeah. um, under most circumstances. So, um, you know, maybe if you're a teacher, maybe there's some circumstances there, but not not likely. So the point is you got to have a plan and, you know, it may be some kind of sharing plan like MediShare out there. It might be a good option for you. 
but you got to know what you're going to do to age 65 till you can draw draw Medicare. That's for sure. And um, and the last step here is to consider the risk <clears throat> and have a specific plan. You know, as I mentioned, when you're talking about retiring early, you know, it's not a big runway for making this work, right? It's not like retiring, you know, landing a Cessna, you know, at Atlanta Hartsville at International <laughs> Airport where you got a two mile runway, right? Yeah. This is this is more like landing an F sixteen on a on an aircraft carrier, and uh, you know, it's really critical that you get it right. There's not a lot of room for error. It certainly can be done, but it requires a solid plan. It can't be a back of the envelope type plan to make this work. You know, you got to make sure that, you know, you have debt paid off. Let's say you have rental properties or your extra income, you know, in retirement. Um, You know, you want to make sure that that's totally out of debt before you actually pull the trigger on retirement. So you got to amortize those mortgages over the, the, you know, 15, 20 years you have between now and the time you're going to do early retirement. You know, inflation is another really important risk that you have to be careful of. Inflation over 40 years definitely may spike, you know. So when you're talking about a long retirement plan, you got to take inflation into account into your plan. You need some concrete numbers. It needs to account for inflation. It needs to account for a lot of different risk um, that you're going to have to deal with in retirement and uh, you need to probably make sure you have some source of cash flow besides your investments. So, you know, maybe it's rental properties, maybe you have a pension you can draw from, um, you know, maybe you have, you have an annuity that gives you some guaranteed income. I don't know. You know, you got You got to have a plan mm-hmm. though. It's got to be solid. It's got to have, you got to have some diversification there to mitigate those risks for retirement. Having said that, early retirement's a great aspiration. If that's something you want to uh, to accomplish, you know, uh, give us a call. We'd love to help you figure that out. But you but you got to come up with a solid plan for retirement, specifically for early retirement, because it is uh, very very important. Yes, it is. All right, and that leads us up here to our question of the week. Yeah, this question has to do with retirement accounts and um, you know protection from creditors. So is is my is my retirement account protected from creditors? And um, you know, it's a, this is a complicated question. It, it depends. Um, generally, the uh, um, ERISA Act, Employee Retirement in- Income Security Act. It does provide protection for 401ks, uh, 100% pr- uh, protection from, from creditors. Um, but IRAs, a little bit different. You know, if you roll over your 401k to an IRA, there's also protection under the uh, federal bankruptcy protection laws, unlimited amount. The difference is, is if you're funding that IRA with annual contributions, you're only protected up to about $1.36 million. So, um uh, spousal um, inherited IRAs are not protected. So a uh, complicated topic, but basically if it, if you put money into a qualified plan, 401ks, and that's rolled over to an IRA, most of that is, I mean, all of it's, there's unlimited protection from bankruptcy creditors. Yeah, I've heard that's, that was one reason why OJ Simpson was out, you know, playing golf so much you know, <laughs> yeah. after his, his uh, judgment against him, you know, so um, yeah, I mean, retirement plans are protected from, you know, judgments, from lawsuits, from creditors, um, those types of things for the most part, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, yep. you know, so, uh, yeah, that's a great question of the week because yeah, most is. people aren't aware of that. And that's another reason why you want to fully fund retirement plans because it gives you an extra level of protection in retirement. Yeah. And another level of protection just in general is an umbrella policy. That's a right. great, you know, you can get a million dollar umbrella policy that kind of goes over your house and your cars. 
which again is, you know, something happens, that's going to be the first place someone goes after. And yeah. It's you, pretty if, you have, if you have substantial assets, I would say definitely look into yeah. buying an umbrella policy. That's a great point as well. All right. And that leads up to our next topic here, and that is the reasons to start Social Security at age 62. Yeah. There's always two sides of the equation there here, is. but... But this is these are this is the case for taking it early. It is. This is from the Motley Fool, Christy Bieber. Um, I wonder if that's Justin's sister. Maybe not. Um, but uh, <laughs> no. you know, there is a lot of advice, Steve. We see it out there saying, "Hey, wait as long as you can." And uh, you know, if you've already claimed benefits early, and you see one of those articles, you may kind of be disheartened. But you know, the good news is, is claiming Social Security early at sixty-two or you know before full retirement age isn't always a bad choice. I mean, obviously, there are plenty of reasons. Uh, to believe claiming benefits as soon as you, you're able to can actually be a smart move. And we're going to go through that. Here are three reasons why it's okay to take it at 62. Okay, well, the first one here is a little morbid. Thanks for this, John. But, yeah, you may not live long enough to break even. Yeah. Let's hope that's not the case, you know, I mean, but you never know. I mean, people have health issues, and and so it's something to consider. But, yeah, that is the big the biggest argument against claiming benefits early is that the benefits are reduced if you retire before full retirement age, and that means that you'll be drawing as much as 30% less than if you waited till your full retirement age. You know, the problem with all these arguments, of course, depends on, you know, you living long enough to break mm-hmm. even yep. for the years that you miss the benefits by receiving the higher monthly income for for a long time once the benefits do finally start. So, yeah, that is a question. Yeah, typically it takes more than a decade to reach break-even point. And as an example, it would take you a, a little bit over 10 years for a higher monthly benefit started at age 70 to actually be made up if you um, started taking it at age 62. And so the question is, is are you confident you'll live past 80? I mean, no one knows that, uh, and there's certainly no way to tell that. But here's the, here's the reality, Stephen. This is what I come back to with a lot of folks is, you know, Social Security, they formulated the benefits to give you around the same amount of money no matter when you start claiming, whether it's right. 62 or age 70. It's all based on life expectancy tables. And so there's a little sense in gambling that you're going to outlive the life expectancy. Now, there are reasons why spouses, one should wait and one should not. But, uh, you know, in general, um, you know, we don't know when we're going to pass. So, right. you know, taking it at 62 may turn out to be a good decision. You just yeah, don't. I will say this. If you're married, the higher benefit, you're, you're, that's going to probably go for two life. Ex- they will go for two yeah, life expectancies, typically. right? So two life expectancies do push out beyond age 82, in most cases, if you're, you know, if one of you is at least healthy, it's mm-hmm. probably going to be out toward 90. So, yep. so that definitely pushes the equation, the financial equation out to taking it later for the higher benefit of, of two spouses. Yeah. And, um, you know, another reason, Steve, in, in, in addition to the break even that we just talked about is you can enjoy your benefits while you're still in good health. And, you know, you probably have plans to spend your retirement years, um, you know, traveling and doing some other things, uh, fixing up old cars, uh, spoiling the grandkids. So you, you need cash. And unfortunately, one in three retirees responding to a nationwide survey said that their plans for retirement, they were derailed by health problems. And um, of those experiencing medical issues, three-quarters said in their health problems developed sooner than they anticipated. And uh, almost seven in 10 claiming ailments arrived a full five years earlier than expected. So, you know, we're not promised tomorrow. Some people say, you know, burn the hands worth two in the bush. Um, You know, I want to spend it now. I want to do it while I'm young. And again, that's a personal choice. It is. And, you know, I often phrase it this way to my clients. You know, money is worth more in earlier in retirement than it is later. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? I mean, those first 10 years of retirement, those are the go years. Those are the years when you're going to probably go try to knock out your bucket list. You know, you're going to do your traveling. And that's when extra money is probably more important to you than it would be if you're 84, you know, yeah. and you're you have some health issues. And, you know, it's a matter of you paying for medic you know medical issues or maybe you end up on medicaid i don't know but um but money money does tend to be worth more early in retirement so if you don't have enough i think that tips the scale pretty strongly in favor of you of you drawing early mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i really do and if you wait too long you know you can end up scrimping, scrimping during those years when you really could be enjoying life so you know i think that's a Big issue. I mean, that's a big factor. You really need to to factor in to when you draw Social Security. Yeah, and the last one here is you can maximize your spousal benefit by claiming early. So if you're married, your decisions on Social Security benefits obviously impact your spouse. Social Security allows a lower-earning spouse to claim benefits on the work record of a higher-earning husband or, or wife. But the key is, is the higher earner has to you know have already begun drawing benefits. Yeah, and when one spouse receives the higher benefit than the other, the surviving spouse receives the larger benefit for life um, after becoming a widow or widower, you know, as we just talked about. Um, so no matter who dies first, you know, the, that second, that higher benefit is going to carry on for the second life expectancy. So often couples who need Social Security to provide crucial retirement income, they will opt to have the lower earners claim the benefits as soon as possible at age 62 you know, because theirs is only going to last for one life expectancy. Because mm-hmm. so go ahead, draw that income, earn that income, enjoy that income, and then the higher earner can delay uh, retirement uh, benefits or Social Security benefits, um, getting the higher benefit that'll last for two life expectancies, and really maximizing that benefit over two life expectancies. Yeah. So claiming at sixty-two to allow that higher earning spouse to boost his or her benefit is one of the the, the best reasons to to begin receiving benefits early for the for the spouse. So, you know, you gotta you gotta figure this out. You know, every retiree needs to consider what's best for them. It's it's different for every situation. Right. Um, but unless you're confident you'll live a long time and don't need the money to enjoy your you know early retirement years. Waiting to claim Social Security um, just may not make sense. So claiming at sixty-two, getting your money while you're uh, while the getting's good, you know, could be the best financial move. Obviously, consult some uh, expertise in that area. Um, certainly, Social Security offices can give you some guidance on it. Maybe you're working with an advisor, or if you need some help, you can certainly come in and uh, speak with us. Yeah, and I would just say there's no perfect answer. You know, everybody is different. Everybody's situation is different. The numbers work out. If you live the life expectancy and if you're just looking at your own benefit, the numbers work out pretty even Mm -hmm. to age 62 or age 82, you know, kind of a normal life expectancy for a male. So you you just have to consider your individual situation and what you want to accomplish, what's important to you, what risks do you want to want to uh, take off the table. and, And that's what this decision is about. So it's a very individualized decision. There's no perfect answer um, you know, for everybody. So great discussion. And that leads us up here to our final thing. And that is the prescription of the week. Yeah. Now we talked about it being uh, a little cooler this week, but it hasn't been that way this summer, right? No. Those electric bills are probably mm, sky high. Yeah. I mean, they always spike in, uh, certainly in June and July. And so the prescription is, is reach out to your, um, your, your energy provider for in Georgia, you know, it's, um, it's Georgia power and, uh, South Carolina, yeah. it's now dominion energy. 
Uh, oh, by the way, Scanna doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, that's right. They changed. They got merged or bought I, out. Yeah. I just I, I, Scanna used to be like the stalwart. I mean, just like, you yeah, know. Yeah, it's hard it's to believe they got rid of that name. Never going to go away and yeah. really stable. And so anyway, I go off on a tangent there. But re- reach out to your electric company. They will actually come into your home and do a free energy audit. Have and, you um, done that? Do you know what it entails? Uh, we, yeah, you basically call them up and they will come out and take a look at it. Um, they'll look at windows. They'll look at, um, you know, they'll look at your th- thermostat and and systems and so forth you can save up to 30 percent on your bill yeah we had it done it's probably been six or seven years ago and but they made suggestions about what to change mm-hmm. about you know insulating that's or, right or with that cost benefit analysis maybe exactly and things. it's free as well yeah. which is really cool so you know i mean you know the other thing you can do with these energy companies is you can get on a, a budget billing where right they take your 12 month cost and they'll they'll average it. So every month, you know, if you're normally paying, you know, 150 one month and and 70 another month, they'll average it out so it's not spiking like it is right now. Right, right, right. But yeah, it, I, I was going to say, yeah, I, I probably should do that for the office because this is the one that's killing me. The one at home, you know, is one, but you guys run the air condition all the time. This one really, you know, if they'll come keep, to a business, I really would keep like, hiring people. I mean, you know, yeah, I'm really, <laughs> you're right, you're right. There's a lot of people, and now yeah. they all want to be cool. You know, it's been a hot summer. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that's a great thing. I just got an energy report. I get like this thing from my thermostat. My thermostat will email me, mm-hmm. yeah, Honeywell, you know, it's one of these programmable thermostats, a smart thermostat. It'll tell me how many hours it's run every month. Mm-hmm. And I noticed last month it ran a hundred hours as opposed to like 60 hours at your house the month before. Okay. Yeah. This is my upstairs thermostat at home. And I was like, ouch, you yeah. know, that was, I mean, so it's like saying, Oh yeah, your average temperature was this and your average temperature was this in the house when it was running. And, I was like, wow, that's more information. That's kind of painful to see. Yeah, I mean, so you can look at ways, you know, you can you can call up who's who's the energy. Who do you? Uh, uh, Aiken Electric. Aiken Electric, yeah. I'm sure they had the same thing. But Georgia Um, Power here at the office, they're they're the ones I'm going to call. You may want them to come in here. I think that's where some low-hanging fruit. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) maybe maybe move everybody on the first floor, right? (laughs) They might tell me, buy everybody a fan. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Good answer. All right. Well, that leads us to a close of this week's edition of Money MD. Tune in next week to hear more prescriptions for your financial health. Do check us out on our website, moneymd.net. Email us your questions at info at moneymd.net or give us a call at Richard Young Associates at 706-739-0725. Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of the week. Have a good one. This program contains general information only and should not be taken as specific investment, tax, or legal advice. This broadcast is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. SmartVestor Pro is not connected to investment returns. Further information is available by contacting Richard Young Associates, a registered investment advisor.